This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The New York Mets got exactly what they needed after losing two out of three to the Atlanta Braves. And we said this Sunday night. There are certain teams that you can look at in a 60-game season or in an 162-game season where you just say, right place, right time, time to go to work. Hitters park such as Fenway, one of the worst pitching staffs you're ever going to see. I looked at these two games, and really the next couple as the series will return to City Field, and said, guess what? This should be a time in which the New York Mets... Get it going. Get right against the Boston Red Sox. They didn't do a whole lot offensively against Mike Soroka, Max Freed, and the Atlanta Braves. They left a ton of runners on base when they were taking on Sean Newcomb Sunday Night Baseball, but it didn't even matter because, I mean, with the hole that Rick Porcello and company put him in, the bats uh, 9-1 down, you're not coming back from that deficit. But to the Mets' credit, They've gone to Fenway Park over two days, and they have just thoroughly whooped. And I mean whooped the Boston Red Sox. I give credit where credit is due. The Mets did not go into these two games with Jacob DeGrom. And even Steven Matz, who I think right now would profile as their number two starter. They went into Fenway Park, which is still a tough place to pitch. And it's still a pretty representative Boston Red Sox lineup. They went up and played these two games with Michael Walker and David Peterson. And both guys did a really, really nice job. Now, Peterson making his big league debut. I'm sure the nerves. I don't care if there's nobody in the building. You're pitching in the show for the first time. It doesn't matter. It's at Fenway Park. All of the history oozing out of that place. Your butterflies are going to be kicking. You're going to be taking it up another notch, and you just need to find ways to get through innings. I think what really helped Peterson in this game, and he did a really, really nice job. Number one, 
What helped him is Peraza in the first inning. Instead of having that pressure, instead of having that traffic immediately on the bases, you don't have to worry about it. That's going to allow you to settle in. Then you get to what was the play of the game, and really it was one of the luckier plays you're ever going to see. It was so, so lucky. It was the double play off the bat of Rafael Devers in which you're trying to figure out if Robinson Cano caught the ball at second base. Mets at this point are up 3 nothing in the game. And he doesn't. But yet Andrew Benintendi basically has a brain fart. And I still, for the life of me, can't figure out what Andrew Benintendi was thinking. I, I guess, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know what Benintendi was thinking. It was bad base running. But an inning in which you had the bases loaded and nobody out, the top of the Red Sox order coming up, you're gladly going to sign if you're David Peterson for one run in that situation. You take that, you say, wow, I got myself a gift. Now I can bear down. Now I could settle down and go about the rest of my business. And he did a really nice job in his big league debut. I'm intrigued. Am I going to now jump the gun and say that he is an answer every fifth day in this rotation? I have no idea. But I could tell you with certainty, I'd rather see David Peterson than the likes of Oswald, Walker Lockett, or any of those guys. I've seen those guys way too many times, and I know the answer. I know the response. They're not any good. Peterson basically gave you six innings of two-run baseball. Pitching into the sixth, five and two-thirds, seven hits, Two walks and three strikeouts. That's a solid first start. The mid starters in these last two games did exactly what they needed to do. Bullpen did the job. Justin Wilson's nasty, by the way. I always liked him from his days with the Yankees. Then he kind of bounced around. He was with the Tigers, spent some time there. He was with the Cubs, he spent some time there. Throws hard. He was popping that glove 95, 96 miles an hour. And he's tough on left-handed batters. And he can pitch against righties too. So he's not one of those guys where it's like, oh, holy moly. We got to be concerned if there's a three-battle rule in place now and if the lineup is going to be set up in a certain way where it's righty, lefty, righty, whatever it may be. Wilson can pitch. And for the Met lineup, they were kind of spreading the wealth. Robbie Cano, who is obviously much maligned and has a whole lot of work to do before he is going to be endearing himself to the Met fan base. I didn't love the fact that he was in the lineup tonight. I know Fleegs didn't love the fact that he was in the lineup tonight, but I'll give credit. Two hits. And, you know, for an inning or two, I was driving around, and for some reason, my signal was just not great. So I had to go and flip on satellite radio in the later part of the game. I had it on the car. I flipped on the later part of the game. So I'm listening to my guy Maloney, who I love up in Boston. I love those guys. Listen, Howie and Wayne are great. But, you know, I like to hit different broadcasts. I'm a broadcast junkie. And it was amazing hearing the Red Sox announcers wax poetic about Robinson Cano, you know, talking about how his swing in his prime would have been tailor-made for Fenway Park. And they're so right about that. But the perception of what Cano is, it's going to be drastically different now if you see him from afar. That guy who was this sweet swing in second baseman is now a shell of that player. So... That's why he's going to hit in the bottom of the order. And that's why he's going to have to, I think, continue to hit 
in order to stay in the lineup because the Mets are serious about winning and they have such a quality option like the one they have in Dominic Smith. Yeah, I don't care what Robinson Cano is making. He's got to produce. He's got to perform. He's got to hit. So for him to go two for three with an RBI and a walk, good sign. I like Rosario in the top of the order against the left-handed pitcher. I hope the Mets stick with that. Righty, put Rosario down in the bottom of the order. I understand, you know, from an on-base perspective, from, you know, a working account perspective, that's not going to be a mid-Rosario strength. But when you're facing a lefty, sometimes you just want that boom, that slash. You want that impact. And Rosario's had a couple of big hits in the early going of this year. He only won one for five in this game, but a two-run big hit. That's exactly what you want. J.D. Davis hit his first homer of the year. Got robbed of one yesterday. I went back and rewatched that because I thought it was gone watching it live yesterday. And I still, for the life of me, can't believe they didn't review it. But that's Fenway Park. I mean, there were a lot of nooks and crannies at that ballpark. A lot of nooks and crannies. So... If there are no fans in the stands, and maybe you don't have as many camera angles as you normally do, you're going to miss that. So, J.D. Davis probably should have homered twice in these two games. But, nonetheless, good start from Peterson. Met lineup does exactly what they need to do. They score a bunch of runs on Monday night. They go and they score eight runs on Tuesday night. And now, all of a sudden, you got a winning streak going. And now you have your two best pitchers lined up to pitch the remainder of this series. DeGrom on Wednesday night. Steven Matz on Thursday. This is a team you should bury in the Boston Red Sox. Now, my fear is from a Yankee standpoint, of course, Boston is going to get swept by the Mets. They're going to be so due for a win, losing whatever it is, six straight games, and that they'll find a way to at least get one from the Yankees. Maybe they get two from the Yankees just to aggravate me. I, I could easily see that. Just because sooner or later, I don't care how bad you may be as a baseball team, you're lucky to win, even in a 60-game season. But that Red Sox pitching over the next two and a half, three months is going to get exposed. It's going to get embarrassed. And I know I'm taking all sorts of heat already about the Chicago White Sox and the Cincinnati Reds. I got like two or three tweets from a couple of you guys saying, oh, great pick, J.J. White Sox. Great pick there, Cincinnati. Calm down. You want to get at me 25 games into this year? I'll take it. Four or five games in a year, let's, let's cool the Jets a little bit. Let's cool the Jets. But my Red Sox underplay, which I was extremely confident going into the start of the year. After watching them now, watched a little of them over the weekend, and now watching them Monday or Tuesday against the Mets, they're bad. They'll score runs, but they're a fourth-place team. Toronto, to me is a better team than Boston. I think Toronto will finish higher in the standings. I said that going into opening day, and now a week into the year, I feel, at least with one of my predictions, that much better about things. So now the Mets, DeGrom lined up, go get him another win. Maybe actually score some runs for him. And I think it will be Valdi on Wednesday, and it will be Martin Perez, who stinks. He's pitching on Thursday. So job by all done by the Mets taking back-to-back games at Fenway Park. And listen, you're waiting on the Yankees. I'm not the least bit surprised that they ended up canceling the game on Tuesday with Philadelphia. You find out, at least for now, all's good with the Phillies. The Marlins incident, of course, 
stem from being out and about, as they say. And that's going to be a concern for, you know, a whole lot of teams, players throughout the sport. It's not just the idea that you can infect and impact your team. But when you're playing on the same diamond with Philadelphia or you're playing Baltimore like they were supposed to, you're playing this team or that team, then there's a risk of infection. Baseball kind of was steadfast about this is going to happen. We're going to take care of this. This is not going to derail and take our season and just take it completely AWOL. And it looks like from a contingency plan after what happened Sunday with the Marlins, where baseball does not deserve credit. They deserve blame. They should have never in a million years played that game Sunday with the Phillies. But this is where I'm actually going to give baseball credit. I don't do this very often because I think Rob Manfred's done a lousy job. I think you guys all know that. You know I'm not one of these pom-pom waivers with the commissioner. But they realized, okay, the Orioles are not playing the Marlins like they were supposed to. And now the Yankees are not going to play the Philadelphia Phillies like they were supposed to. So instead of having the Yankees sit around for four straight days or the Orioles sitting around for four straight days, Yankees already in Philadelphia. It's a hop, skip, and a jump to get right back down to Baltimore. Let's find a way to get them back on the field Wednesday and Thursday. Job well done. So now, instead of the Yankees going four straight days without playing ball, they'll take on the Orioles. Garrett Cole Wednesday night. Jay Happ on Thursday. And none of this is normal, okay? So before you, you say, oh, this is just, you know, baseball in 2020, JJ. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. This is baseball in 2020. These players, these teams, don't have to be flexible. You have to understand, you have to know there's going to be, you know, a whole lot of moving and shaking going on. A whole lot of adjustments going on. But I think, you know, one of the most important things from everybody's standpoint, aside from, of course, health and safety, which I think should go without saying, is the fact that these guys want to play. You know, and I think Zach Britton and the Yankees, you listen to what his comments were earlier in the day because he's their union rep and he's getting all this information. They're like, look, I don't want to go back to tell us when and where because that kind of brings me back to those awful labor negotiations that I'm kind of sick and tired of talking about. But they don't want to sit around for four days. So wipe out the games Monday and Tuesday. Fine by me. Give me a game tomorrow night. Give me a game on Thursday night. And I guess they will figure out what they're going to do with these couple of games with the Philadelphia Phillies. Is it over off days or do you not make them up at all? Is it the sort of situation where winning percentage ends up being the determining factor for seeding, for playoffs, and all that good stuff? Maybe it's because I've gone four-plus months without having baseball back in my life, but just get me the Yankees on the field. I mean, really, for me, that's, that's really all I need to say. And the fact that they'll be in Baltimore, whatever. Schedule's changing. Who cares? Find a way to play as many games as you can. Find a way to complete a majority of the 60 games and hope and pray that baseball can find a way to get this season from start to finish. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.